Welcome to Flighty Thoughts. Mm. We're so good. <laughs> Always mess so with So excited them. to have our guest here today for our meaningful conversations over beers. Over be- Oh, he's cutting words out here. I am. We can't get a flight of beer Yeah, here. we're not flighting it up today. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Bevel. And, uh, I'm your other today, host, David. we have my friend Rob McCormick, which y'all share a last name. We do. Spelled the same way. Yep. Both from I- Ireland. <laughs> Although born and raised in Louisiana and Arkansas. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Thanks for having me here. It sure is lovely to be with you, gentlemen. This sweet tea is not sweet enough. They call this beer? What? That's syrup, sir. That's, that's, that's syrup. syrup. Uh, anyway, we're just going to jump into conversation because we, we have talked on the podcast before about my love of music and you are a professional musician. Which is pretty amazing. But is that right scary? Before we do, you say ever, th- do you ever think of yourself as a professional musician or you're just like, I don't know if I like that title. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have to check myself out to say, well, am, am I... Oh, yeah. Professional gets paid. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I guess. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, I'm yeah. a paid musician. No longer amateur status. Yeah. So uh, we were actually were talking about this beforehand, but just um, we're going to continue a conversation that's been going on because we could talk about music forever. Um, I want to ask you this. When, when did you learn how to play the guitar or when, when did you know you loved music? How old were you? What was that experience like? Oh, I was. Um, I've always loved music since I was since I was a little pup, and <laughs> and I, my sister and I would probably to the chagrin of my parents, we would always be making up songs in the back seat and screaming out on vacation. <laughs> so I guess that's better than "Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we right. there yet?" It was like, "Ah, we're there yet, <laughs> <laughs> sucker! How much longer? You said just a minute, twenty minutes ago." Um, yeah, so there was that, and then at the age of fourteen, especially. Back whenever I was just starting off, the the cool thing to do was to play guitar, and mm-hmm. so I asked my parents for a guitar. And uh, funny story, my I'm left-handed, my dad's left-handed, so you know he goes to the store and he he uh, brings me home a right-handed guitar, which I didn't even know they made <laughs> oh. left or right-handed guitars. Right? Yeah. Years later, I asked him. I'm like, you know, that kind of altered the entire course of my. You know, I could have been a left-handed guitar player. Those are way cooler, Jimi Hendrix and all those people. And yeah. he's like. I was like, why didn't oh, you, as a left-handed person, why didn't you say, you know, why didn't you bring me home a, a, a left-handed guitar? He's like, honestly, I never thought you were going to play it. <laughs> I, I just really kind of assumed that it was just going to set on the wall. I didn't know you were going to make a career out of it. I got the cheapest guitar I could find, too. <laughs> exactly. So I started looking for, like, you know, who else is left-handed that plays righty? Paul Simon and David Bowie. It's like, okay, I'm in good company. So Yeah. So you play righty. I do play righty, yeah. Man, my brother-in-law Thanks, plays Dan. righty too. Oh, yeah. does he? Is he yeah. lefty? He is. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's it's hard being a left lefty in a right-handed world. I'm gonna have to keep that in consideration. My daughter's a lefty, and I'm gonna have to buy oh, her a oh. left-handed guitar well, if and when she asks. Maybe go for the cheap one. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so there's there are some nuggets of like, wisdom even, here. Dads. Even this, my drink should be over here, you know. Yeah. But I didn't want to interfere. He's so thoughtful. Me. My wife and I, she's left-handed, and when we go eat somewhere, she's like, "You got to sit on that side." Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, that messed me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like I will punch you. You'll be doing that the whole time, <laughs> right? Two arms. Uh, yeah, it's my move. fork. <laughs> she's always on what you're. Uh, you're right. That's you, funny. Yeah. So. Two left-handed people in your family, left in your family. Two, left yeah, so, Emma's I mean, left-handed. Maybe there's this equilibrium coming around where there's more left-handed people than there used to be. We're rising up. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Everyone will be forced to use left-handed scissors in the future, left-handed guitars, left-handed desks. <laughs> we go on and on. I've heard of my wife's suffering. Let's talk about right-hand privilege for a minute. And <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that, okay? <laughs> Because I've got some feelings. <laughs> I think I think all hands matter, and it's just not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, you say that as a righty. That's exactly what the right would say. <laughs> what, what, what would be so? You know, like you have racism or whatever else you call. What would you call that? Handism. 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 Yeah. You handis mother. <laughs> How dare you? So I think this is a great time to bring up. We are at Brood and Barley in North Little Rock. And very nice place. It's a great place. We just had lunch. Lunch is very good. And and they don't do flights here, yep. but they do some great pours. Their flag beer, flagship beer is a proper pills. And also say one of their, my favorites is their single hop IPA. Of both of those I did not get today. I got the alt beer and a hazy IPA. As I've always well. wondered how do we get to calling things flight ship? That sounds very flagship? like flagship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh pirate esque. I don't know. 
My I tell you what, the first person who calls and leaves a message and tells us the history of flagship beer mm. will win an award. Mm. A Flighty Thoughts signature koozie that attaches to the wall of your shower. For left or right-handed people. That's yes. what I'm talking about. Freedom <laughs> for my people. We are omni-hand <laughs> omni- here. <laughs> we do not discriminate. Mm. What if people use their feet instead of their hands? What would you we, call them? We love them. <laughs> we love them too. Yeah. Feeties? Yeah. Footies? Isn't that a... A genre of its own. You have like I ASMR ident- and I then identify footies. as a footy. <laughs> you do. Although I have no foot <laughs> fetishes. It's weird. Like I know. I just don't. <laughs> Man, this is taking a turn you were not expecting. Right? Back so to Rob was music. on yeah. TV today. Tell us why you were on TV today. I was on the televisions today. <laughs> <laughs> Down in Stuttgart. Stuttgart. Uh, no, I was uh, I was on the THB Channel Eleven uh, a segment called The Vine. Yeah, it was an hour long thing where I got to play four, five, six, seven times maybe. That's fantastic. And, yeah, very fun. And I introduced a lot of my songs from my new, my new album. I got to get closer to the mic. My new album. It was, yes, <laughs> it's uh, my new album, The Adventures of Indie Boy. So that's uh, all the exciting. songs are very catchy. I've listened to it several times. It's so good. So tell me, and I have. This is great. This is kind of how we approach life. Bevel has all this history, and I have never listened to your songs before. So tell me a little bit about your music, your musical career, and how you went from a 14-year-old with a backy-ass guitar to where you are now. <laughs> oh, well, it all started whenever I was... <laughs> <laughs> it was all about a girl, because at 14, well, you play gonna, guitar to say, impress that's girls. That's how you do it. That's, that's exactly what I My mom told it. me, you play that guitar, boy. <laughs> yes. uh, and that's... Uh, so it started off like that, and you're in a band, and you're 14 years old, 15 years old. Um... That's some great joys. Giant, giant, giant diesel. Diesel going by. Uh, the, the, you, you, you know, it starts off like that, and, and the next thing you know, you're in a band trying to be cool because mm-hmm. you, you do want to impress the ladies. And Did you have long hair? I did have long hair, yes. yeah. It was, a, it was a lovely mane. So, But I, I'm much more like Bevel now. I just shave it. It's, just, it's so much easier. <laughs> so freeing. It's, it's freeing, exactly. <laughs> I'm afraid if I shave it, it'll never come back, and then I'll have to be forced to shaving. Uh, I am thinning on top, and yeah. I, I don't care. Well, it's because you're getting old. Older. It's just Everyone life, is. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it, it matters whenever you're 20. It doesn't matter as much when you're 40. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I I started playing with a band, and the band was called Sympathy, and it had my best friends at the time in. And then, you know, you get up, you go, you go to college, and now you're in college, and band members have to leave because of one thing or another. And then you you realize at some point you're the last person in the band. <laughs> you are the band, <laughs> and then you have to make that decision. I was in my early 20s. I was like, well. I, I still want to play music. I'd gone to, to college and to be um, music education. I thought that nice. might be a good thing to do. And um, I just didn't want to end up a, a band director. No offense, band directors out there. We love you. Uh, but uh, I wanted to I wanted to be singer, songwriter, performer. Yeah. And that's, that's what I've been doing ever since. I made that decision. I quit four jobs that I, I had a, a really solid income and and, uh, and then became the poorest uh, thing on the planet which is a <laughs> I slept in my van a living, uh, I have slept in my van absolutely yeah oh man yeah, had yeah. a time my showers for when the gym was open <laughs> oh, didn't sh- use the gym for any other purpose showers <laughs> I think you mean rain rain <laughs> <laughs> rain but this is great because like, I know a lot of people myself included who got a guitar to mm-hmm. impress girls and join a band but that fizzled out pretty quickly when we realized that you know real life happens yeah, yeah. but you held on to that through college through with college. these people and then you took the big step early on in, in your 20s mm-hmm. to do all this. Yeah, and, it was, it, and it wasn't like solid gold, right? It's, you're not like a 19-year-old Billy Eilish. Oh, getting, no, 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 yeah. no. Um, but I would love to, if you guys are interested, I, I always track down why are people famous? Like, like how did they yeah. come up with this? And if you guys want to go into a segment about that later, you know, put a, put a dot on that. Uh, <laughs> but, I think so. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I kept going. And the hard thing is living in Arkansas – I don't play country music. I, I admire, you know, some old-fashioned country music like uh, uh, Hank Williams Sr. and right. John uh, Johnny Cash. Yeah, you know the, the, the songwriters that had something to say and they weren't beautiful. And you know, you think about these songwriters today, or even the television shows today, American Idol. If you mm. need to be beautiful, you need to stand. Mm. You need to be something, and you need to. And these guys were just very ordinary men and women who. Funny looking people. Funny looking people. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Bring back the funny looking musicians because you know they got it. That actually have life experience and something right. to sing about. Perhaps. And you, you can Google Willie Nelson and find videos of him before he became, well, who he is now. Right. And you're talking like clean shaven, <laughs> high and tight haircut, suit, singing all this stuff. And you're like, man. 
and you look at him where he is now, and I, I just would—that—that's quite a story. Yeah, I'm he sure didn't even well. get popular until he was in his mid forties, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. And what a life he's lived in you know in that in that time. Mm. But yeah, it it really it's a reminder that uh, that well, Leonard Cohen wrote a great song called Chelsea Hotel Number Two, and he wrote it. He accidentally let it slip that it was about Janis Joplin. He, this is a conversation they were having, and he's like, uh, clenching our fist for the ones like us who are oppressed by figures of beauty. You fix yourself up, and you said, oh, never mind. We're ugly, but we have the music. Mm. You know, and it's like, that's, wow. that's that mentality of, uh, you know, <laughs> we're ugly, but we own the thing that really matters. That's the truth. Yeah. So was music before you began playing was music always a cornerstone or instrumental part of your life really it was i mm-hmm. mean i just love music i really do since i was a kid there have been songs my first this dates me back to a vinyl records even though they've made a resurgence now but yeah but um my first vinyl was uh an, old, an older song i wasn't alive in the 50s or 60s when it was recorded but benny king stand by me and yeah. I played that. Do, do, do. Oh, I'm saying, do, right? Do, it's one of the do, best songs ever. I played that on the guitar a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Now you're thinking of a different song. There. <laughs> What's your name? I tend to mix songs. <laughs> Who's your daddy? I'm sort of a DJ. This is my song cocktail. <laughs> Interesting. I, I learned recently that as far as vinyls go, the ones that are really expensive these days are not the ones from the 50s 60s 70s you know but mm-hmm. and not the newer ones now because like you said there's a resurgence right. but it's those that were cut or printed or whatever you do pressed in the 90s where there's just a, a mm-hmm. limited amount and those are the ones that fetch a higher price the and resales that, that interesting that is really true wow. yeah. we watched a amazing race recently where they one of their challenges they had to press clay vinyls together and it had to be like yellow on one side and red on the other side and it couldn't be too much yellow or red anyway i was like i never thought about what what this process looks like to make a vinyl record interesting they basically have a mold Mm -hmm. and you put in whatever it is and it presses down on it and the and it already has the grooves necessary to make it yeah did someone have to like hand carve that or i bet that nothing's done like maybe a machine did it yeah Yeah. something like that that's interesting i would love to have have been a part of that process where you know you play and it it automatically records and scratches the stuff out like that that would be really mm. cool to have something like yeah. that but what are some of the tricks of the trade you use now that are different what is, what is your as far as record player like digital. recording music recording? oh man yeah everything is and that, that's the beauty of digital even growing up uh we would have to go to studios and it was reel to reel you know they would put us on reel to reel and then wow. those would erase and then that was you know, it was over. You never, you never get those masters unless you purchase, purchase the real to real, and then you, you don't have a real to real player. So why would you purchase a real to real? Yeah, yeah. So um, the first album was like that, but then everything since then has been digital, and uh, digital just—it's beautiful. It's opened up. It's opened up for everybody. I mean, what we're doing right now is is because of the digital, the same technology, really. Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah. So, do you, really are cool. you your own producer? When did you start that? So, the first album, I went to a studio, and and what I'll do is I tend to go to studios, and I've just become friends over the years with some of these guys. Chris Kaler in Conway has been my go-to recorder guy, uh, and finally watching him learning from him learning from other people i've recorded with uh i've just started to do it at my at my studio i, I bought my own stuff and, uh, and mm. i always tell people you can buy your home studio and that's cool you can have all the greatest equipment but the dude who turns the knobs is the guy who's really making the magic happen mm. the sound so, engineer the sound engineer is all about that really is and as far as producer goes i think it's great to get out of your own head mm. and like let somebody else get inside the songs mm-hmm. and and say okay like this is good but what if you try to bridge what if you try to you know to to go up an octave on this part how did you have you ever found it to be like the songwriting to be very personal and when someone offers that kind of um, oh, I hit him in the feedback. face. Just slap him. Just right. I'm, I'm, I, just straight I, I will, elbow. I, 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 style. Will, will Smith him. I'm like, that's. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 don't, I think you understand. I wasn't asking your opinion. I was simply stating this, this is, is the gold. song. You will Make love it work. this. <laughs> I, I'm like everybody else. I, <laughs> I just make gold hits whenever I put on my pants. Uh, no, I. I I, I'm really, I think as a songwriter, and this is really something, because I know we were talking Bevel about is also yeah. a song. Are you a songwriter? No, you, I'm not. not yet. I'm an appreciator. This was, this, I'm a song reader. This, I have no. to tell you, I have found my niche, my niche in life. Yeah. They are people that create 
beautiful art, whether it's music or whether it's paintings or whether it's, I don't know, feng shui. And then there are people who appreciate that. And you have to have both sides. I'm an appreciator. I am not a creator. Well, you know, without appreciators, what what good would the rest of it be? Exactly. Honestly. And, and I will live into that. Yeah. No, it's, it is the truth. I'm, and you can tell. Like, Bell and I were talking earlier about a tool song that he really likes. Mm. And I just thought to myself, I was listening to him talk about this one specific, it was a crash. Right, yeah. Right? And I thought to myself, how beautiful is it that he is so in, intertwined with the music that he cares so much about that? That's exactly appreciators. And I think sometimes you get musicians who are appreciators and then you get people that are just, I don't play anything, but I will like really, it means everything to me that, yeah. that, that music. So, um, we're talking about how, how you yeah. take it, how do you take the, the feedback? Yeah, I think, um, when you have a good relationship with somebody, you know, like the wounds of a friend are faithful, mm. I definitely think that um, you need to have that relationship. And it needs to be somebody uh, who is going to take what what it is for what it is and then shine the light on the parts that need to come out rather than somebody who doesn't see the big picture. So as an artist, or if you're mm. a fellow artist out there, then I would encourage you, if you're listening to this and you have a new song, take it to somebody that you trust and is going to look at that song and encourage you. Do not take it to somebody who is going to, yeah, it's okay, that's all right. Is you know, because I've, I, my wife is a great encourager in certain ways, yeah. but she likes, and this is just how she is, and I love yeah. her for it. She likes a finished product, mm. right? So if I play a guitar and a voice, she may not hear the strings and the bass and the piano that I'm hearing inside my head. And so, like, I know it's a good song. And she's like, that's okay. It's not your best. <laughs> baby, baby, it's got good bones. Come on. Can't you hear it? And not, she's since learned, since I've, since, I've, <laughs> since I've been exposing her like this, I, I, she's since learned to, like, listen for the bones and listen to it. Yeah. But, you, but some people, no, I mean, like, there's some people you don't show your new stuff to. Mm. You show the, to, to people that you trust. Right. And then the people that you trust are going to say it's the love sandwich you know i love this about it it's great i might consider changing this about it and i definitely would keep it and it belongs in your category or category right. so the love sandwich i like that i feel That's like i just good. ate a love it sandwich sounds <laughs> delicious it i mean i put some racklet cheese on it big old <laughs> burger i'm in a coma baby <laughs> <laughs> For those of y'all that don't know, there is a racklet burger here. Oh my gosh. At Brood and Barley. Yeah. I eat it. That I usually always get, but I got the wings today. We're also they very literally good. take cheese and pour it onto your burger. It mm. is heaven on earth. I'm pretty sure I heard like the skies open up in a in a chorus of Hallelujah. The birds was Hallelujah. singing. David singing, baby. Let's not forget that the it spilled onto the the homemade, the fresh made oh, chips. Yeah. And I was mm. and when I lifted it up, I was like, watch this guys. And the entire plate of <laughs> chips moved with my the burger. The chips are like, don't forget us. We're coming too. <laughs> We're just as delicious. <laughs> This is this is great because we've been to Brood and Barley one other time uh, in season one where we interviewed completely different and it was a completely different um, set. But I like this kind of like jovial attitudes. And, and what fun. do you guys? Are you normally like like? Well, it depends on the guests. That's sad? what I would say. Are you sad? I, I think our our guests have a a wide variety of personalities. Right. And if I remember right, I'm forgetting your friend's name. Davy. Davy. That's right. He's just more quiet type. Mm-hmm. And. He, He's one of those types that, like, whatever he says, he's you could tell he's thought through it and is really connected to that. And so, Bevel, are you telling me different. You, you want me to chill? No, 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 no. no, no. Not I like you. No. Just we the want way you to be you yourself. Hey, everybody, I'm Rob. But well, I want to know. Actually, before you want to know, <laughs> but I, I told, so I, told Rob, I want to know. On, I told Rob before we got here, I was like, there's two things. One of two things David's going to say. He's going to say either, how much has Bevel prepared you, which will be none, or he'll say, <laughs> by the way, Bevel can't multitask. So while he's setting up, he can't talk to you. <laughs> I should have started <laughs> asking questions. <laughs> hey, B, uh, what, 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 what's the color of, of orange? What's <laughs> the color Purple. of orange? <laughs> Hey, hey, are, you, know, are you busy right now? <laughs> what are you doing? Brontosaurus. <laughs> We've been watching Jurassic World and Bark. Anyway, go oh ahead. My what, do you, what do you want to know, David? I want to know what singer-songwriter life is like, Rob. So, Rob with two Bs. First, before you answer that, I want to know why you are Rob with two Bs. It's it, a very sexy story. <laughs> <laughs> I love this story. It, when I was a kid. Uh, oh, well, there's some guy named Rob. That's the story right, you're uh, thinking yeah, of. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Well, um, I want to hear that one next, We'll too. get to that. All right. So, Sorry. when I was a kid, I, I was Robbie, R-O-B-B-I-E. And so, I had a, a friend uh, 
who is much older than me, but I liked him a lot, you know, and, and he, his, his name was Tim, T-I-M-M, Tim Murdoch, a good huh. friend of mine, even to this day, he's a lawyer in, in Russell. And, uh, and I thought, I'll just be R-O-B-B, you know, I'll just cut off the I-E. <laughs> so I kept to me. And, and it's not been the bane <laughs> in my life, but don't expect it, it to ever be spelled correctly, right? Yeah. And then when people do say, they're like, rub a <laughs> really? And I'm like, it was actually three Bs. The third one's silent. So. Uh, and then so, the, the some guy named Rob, that's where you're going, right? Yeah. Well, I was going to ask, your, your name is Robert. Do you go back and by Rob, or is it yeah. Robbie? No, it's it, it's, it's Rob. Or Robert, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Robert. But I like, like Rubba-Bubba. McCormick. <laughs> With the third one. It's pronounced Rubba-Bubba. Is it Robert William B. He's a rabbi, I think. Roll the B. Anyway, <laughs> roll the R and the B's, all of them. <laughs> that guy named Rob. <laughs> that guy. Some guy named Some Rob. Some guy, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that was, I was playing a little pub, a little Irish Irish pub, like yeah. you and I, David. Yeah. And uh, I was playing there, and the bartender, I could, I, I've known him, I played there a couple times before, and he, so the phone rings, I may be like five feet away from him at the time, phone rings, and they're like, hey, who's, who's playing tonight? And dude looks at me, he's already been drinking, you know, yeah. and he cocks his head sideways, like, hmm. Some guy named Rob, and I thought, <laughs> man, I really like that. <laughs> and I started calling myself that as a joke, and then here we are, off. 22, 23 years later. Do still, you pay royalties to this guy? Uh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not even gonna tell him the story. <laughs> it's funny because the place they uh, there were like four bartenders at the time, and each one of them takes credit for it. Oh, that's great. I'm not telling them who, who it was. So it's hilarious. <laughs> that's wonderful. But so tell me about singer-songwriter life because I know that there is like a circuit that you guys are a, a, right. a community that you have within yourselves where you can play at different places is there a and forum y'all gather on and I'm talk sure about there's stuff a forum, right? a <laughs> digital this dumb forum? audience I had one time let me tell you about it <laughs> <laughs> don't book here <laughs> they don't care uh, singer songwriter life most of it is really is really boring honestly just musician a traveling touring musician I just was thinking the other day because things have opened up since post pandemic and it is so um uh, it, it's tedious to book these shows. I'm booking out west right now for a, a summer tour I'm doing. Wonderful. It's like a two or three week tour. And I'm going through Colorado and going through uh, Oklahoma and Texas and Utah and and uh, New Mexico. And I love that area, especially love it in the winter when everything or in the summer when everything's get all hot and heated here. It's nice to <laughs> yeah. be up on a, a little cooler, ten thousand right? foot mountain, <laughs> and you know it's like it's like it's fall again. So, um, but yeah. I, I, just the booking side of things takes a lot of time. Right. Um, the writing and, and thing, that's like the relief. That's like when I'm tired of doing all the stuff that I have to do with booking, preparing, uh, talking to people, you know, and interviews, which are not tedious at all because I enjoy this kind of thing. But, but, uh, but most of it's very, I mean, it's, you know, I've got a wife and I've got two kids and, and most of my life is, <laughs> pretty mundane yeah you know and then the fun part is i get to go out and i get to share my songs with people that's so, cool yeah i've been a part of some singer songwriter concerts where it's just very interactive like the the songwriter gets to tell stories about right. it and that's the best part right I love it's like it, yeah you, you get to enjoy this this talent that you have but you also get to hear the backstory and mm. a lot of times it comes with you know some funny things and some right. funny things and kissing how cousins you stumble, how you stumble <laughs> into stuff Apparently, there's a story there we need to <laughs> no, know. <laughs> I, I, was, I was telling Rob, I, I, uh, I've been working with the folks in Cabot uh, a while back, and one of the things I mentioned, and I probably should not have named it this, but <laughs> when I realized that poetry and music are cousins, I was like, oh, they're kissing cousins. Like, obviously has a negative Where connotation you to said it. This? I, I don't know. The deep, I, somewhere the, in Arkansas. It was, the deep it was in yeah. an email, and I was trying to say, like, you know, be cool at the coffee shop in Cabot to... Have kissing Talk cousins? about the relationship between poetry ah. and music and read poetry, but then also play music. Anyway, kissing cousins is a no-go. <laughs> Do not send that to press is what the guy said. <laughs> so I'm, I'm hearing that's not your new band name. Is that, that's, that's not the, it at all. Hey, everybody. We're kissing cousins and we're from Arkansas. Thanks for having us. We have lots of children. <laughs> Get the pitchforks. They all look like us. Yes. Oh, my uh, goodness gracious. Yes. And so, well, like, for example, funny story. You know, I, my wife is sitting on the couch. My wife, is, she's a beautiful and she's a lovely lady. I mean, she really is. Incredibly Anytime you have to smart. preface the story with this. Incredibly, <laughs> incredibly smart, right? And she puts up with a lot. And she's always, I mean, she's always right, right? I mean, that's just, it's very frustrating. So, I, I um, we were. 
she was looking at panda videos, right? <laughs> and she's like, pandas are so cute. And of course, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm not cute. What do I want? A trash panda? What am I? And uh, she's like, and I'm like, I just get fed up. I'm like, you know what? Pandas are actually deadly. And she's like, no, they're not. They they don't have any natural they defenses. They are bears. Yeah. And I just keep going. I'm just like, actually, and I get to the point where we're just not fighting, but you know, back and forth on the shifts on the couch, and I'm on a different chair, and and I'm like, actually, they can shoot lasers from their eyes. <laughs> So I kid you not, guys, my new album, right? Death by Panda is the name of the song. And it's one of those songs I was hesitant to release because if people ever hear this song, like they really get a hold of this song, then that's it for me. I'll always be known as Death by Panda guy. I I never told you this, but I always thought like this has to have some maybe subconscious level been inspired by Jack Black. Like it feels very it, Jack Black. It could be, right? Yeah, for it sure. could be, yeah. yeah. And and uh, and that's the thing. So I I wrote this and then and worked it up and and uh, I always get a kick out of playing it. But so I would take it and I would you know I told you how like, you need to go play in front of people to, yeah. to see if your song's ready. And I, I it's on Spotify. Yeah, it's on Spotify. Hell yeah, it is. Yeah, Despatenda. Turn, turn it up loud. It's so catchy. <laughs> And the, here's the thing, man. I took it to like elementary schools, and I was, <laughs> and I was it, and I to this day, kids will come up to me, and they will like, like it's a weird cult thing, and they're like, "Death by Panda." <laughs> that's, that's all they'll say to me. They just say "Death by Panda." I look at them, and I'll be like, "Just yeah. the, the nod." Like, You're right, son. <laughs> that's right. I promise you this now. If I ever have a speakeasy, the first password will be "Death by Death Panda." Death by Panda. <laughs> yes, I am honored. Thank you. Cheers, gentlemen. Oh, Cheers. <laughs> Yeah, and we all drank at the same time. time. Oh my goodness! Does your wife come to your shows? Oh no, she's. <laughs> it, I, I've always assumed this about your wife. Is she super introverted? She is actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I think our wives are probably very similar. Yeah, like they're probably a very much a support of each oh, uh, yeah. of us. Oh, you know, c- very but supportive. They, yeah. they can be critical sometimes, yes. or it's and, like, and it's, and they're usually right, and that hurts worse. Oh, yeah. It yeah. hurts worse. Yeah. yeah, like when they're wrong, you're like, ah, you're so wrong, but they can't admit it. Yeah, it no, takes a miracle. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm so trouble. Actually, I tell my wife never listen. Yeah, actually, don't listen to the podcast, David. Please. Last time you were over at our place, he was he was. Coaxing my wife to do a wife's episode, right? For oh, that the show. would be cool. You guys should. And do I that. left. I literally left the room because I'm like, I've had this conversation. The last pos- she didn't podcast tell me no. I did, I knew it wasn't gonna. She didn't tell fly. me no. <laughs> she said, "Did your wife want to do it?" Because they're both. I'll you know, let you wear similar. her down. I'm done conversing. <laughs> well, you about know, this. if she's if she's introverted, this will be what it sounds like. Yeah, literally, just nothing. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Missy, what do you think about this? Uh-huh. <laughs> maybe, maybe if you get a few drinks and she gets... <laughs> yeah, loosen her up. Yeah, just get a little more relaxed. We'll get her and my wife hanging out. We'll, we'll send them an hour or so beforehand. They're and both we'll Enneagram 9s, too, yeah. so they... Uh, Except mine has a, a an 8 wing, so she can, can be mean. We can talk about what brings you peace. That, that would be a hit home for them. There They'd love go. that. That's I want to ask you this question. Talk to me. What is music to you, oh. and what does music do to you? More than just a paycheck. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um Music, what it is to me, I think it's a universal language. And, you know, across all the places that I've traveled and, and been, you can pick out and pull out a guitar and just start playing a song. It's not even a song that maybe that they know, but they can they can join right in with you. They can mm-hmm. sing along to songs they do know. I mean, you can go just about anywhere in the world now and play Sweet Caroline or you can mm-hmm. play Hey Jude and you'll you'll get people, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. You know, they'll start singing with you. It's There's this universality to it, which I love universalism i guess it's a word yeah. universalism uh must and, be one of them left-handed words <laughs> you guys wouldn't understand yes <laughs> if you're not my people you're just not my people you fools <laughs> but i love the idea of that universal language yeah, you know? yeah. I, I really do i think and i think it's god's gift i really mm. do I, lo- I love that I, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, if we find out one day that God didn't just speak the world into existence or speak the universe, that he sang it into existence. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the, the concept of, of um, you know, like the Big Bang. I love the, the concept that, you know, from nothing opened the mouth, the mouth of God and then outburst life, outburst beauty, outburst this unyielding, uh, beautiful sense. And I think the music has to be involved in that. Of course. So I think, yeah. And there's, so what that's, that's, yeah, the, the first I would add ants to that. Like, there's it's the thing about music. It's it's more than just uh, notes and something you listen to. It's something that causes a response internally and externally. 
Yeah. We're being taken care of by yeah. Corey. Thanks. Corey's awesome. doing as well. Come check Corey. him out. Corey. He's got some good stories about uh, his tattoo here. Oh, what, yeah. Tell us a story about what is that? Oh, Man, get, so, get in right here. Get in right here. So, Jump in here, buddy. Um, I've, I've, got, I've got some Cherokee. I'm from Cherokee. Uh, awesome. So, uh, my great-great-grandmother was full-blood Cherokee. Um, okay. So uh, I just wanted – I always wanted to get a skull – uh, for some reason, yeah, uh, yeah, and so I just figured I would tie in the kind of heritage and the the skull, and uh, that's awesome. My, my that's best friend cool. did it for me. He's at Black Cobra here in North Carolina. Yeah. Oh, nice, one. sweet. Yeah, his name's Blake Cranford. He's he's an awesome. I like the feathers. Artist. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I did, got this done about five years ago, and the color yeah, is yeah, it's held up really well. It's better than the idea I have for a, a tattoo. I'll tell you off air. It's inappropriate. Check okay. the check totally the, inappropriate. Check the Instagram account for uh, <laughs> for that tattoo. <laughs> hey, Corey, do you like music? By the way, we're talking about music. I'm a musician. Right on. What? Get out of town. We yeah. didn't know this about you. Uh, so, do you play guitar, piano? Do you talk, sing? Talk do you, um, do you I've, beatbox? I play guitar. I play guitar, drums, bass, a uh, little bit of keys. Oh, cool. Here and there. So. Um, yeah, I was in a uh, instrumental math rock band for like six years. Wow. Math rock? Yeah. Explain that yeah. to me, please. Um, it's odd time signatures, uh, um, no can vocals. I, can I name a band you probably like? Yeah. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard? I absolutely Amen, love Amen, brother. Gizzard. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I've been listening to their stuff. I like, uh, what was that one they, they introduced as KGLW? Do you like that? Um, that out al- those two albums? Was that so that was that just came out? It was out, right like, before the butterfly one yeah, that just released. Yeah. Um I haven't I haven't K-G-L-W. listened to that one. W. I, I, I like cause I think it's inspired by like Middle Eastern music because oh, the notes it's, uh, that they play. Yeah. So they, so awesome. they actually like refretted like uh all their uh instruments, the bass guitar, uh they just had a friend that knew how to do all that stuff, so they refretted refretted the guitars uh to mimic like uh microtonal tuning. Wow. So, so it's, creative. It's not necessarily like uh, the true like Eastern style of microtonal uh, frets, but yeah, yeah, man, that's awesome. So awesome. what 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 uh, what t- type of music has inspired you? Uh, metal mostly. Metal. Okay. Uh, I'm a big metal head, but uh, also uh, some singer songwriters um, uh, like Bon Iver and all those guys. Mm. Like back whenever I was in junior high and stuff. And yeah. Say, bro, you ever listen to that Goat Whore? You ever heard of that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Goat, goat Whore and Crowbar, man. Some what was that song Orleans they had? The, uh, the Silence of the Butterflies or something like that? Yeah. Oh, that's bringing me back to some memories there. Yeah, man. They uh, they go hard. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, one of my fr- favorite bands is Tool. And oh, yeah. they yeah. it's ironic because people put them in the category of metal, but they're more prog rock. I'd say they're more prog, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're talking about music. What like What is music to you and what does it do to you? Um, music for me, that's a, that's a tricky question because it does a few things for me. Um, as far as writing music, it's a good, uh, way for me to like work through things or mm. even, uh, like, um, work on relationships with people. Like, cause you, you know, you're, if you're playing in a band and you've got other people that you're working with, it's, you know, it's other lives that you're, you're working with and, and, you know. So it's just a really fun way to build relationships, honestly, for me. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been a really good, solid thing for, for that. Well, this is some guy, Rob. Uh, he's a professional. He's a paid musician. Is that better, more comfortable? <laughs> to you? He's a left-handed, too. Don't judge him. Don't uh, judge well, him. We'll beat okay. you up. No. <laughs> but he plays a right-handed guitar. So. Hey, man. A little ambidextrous. Have yeah. to be. Yeah. It's a right man's world. It's hard to find left. Yeah, it's hard to find left-handed guitars. You know. Yeah. Actually, Rob and I were talking before this. One of my guilty pleasures is on YouTube watching people that usually listen to hip hop or rap respond to metal. Oh yeah, it's so good. Yeah, man. And, and I, I, I love hip hop, and so like, so, yeah. You know, with metal, you get sometimes you get that uh, real bouncy, like rhythmic stuff, and it's yeah, it, it hits it hits in the same way as some hip hop songs do, like mm. with intensity. You know, yeah. Like, it's different, but uh, it still still has that uh, oomph behind it. You know. To me, I think you know, in carrying the conversation forward, I think it's as human beings, regardless of what skin color you are regardless of your social economical background whatever there are ways for us to like latch on and connect to yeah, what man. music does internally and externally to us Absolutely. how we respond to it and it's all universal it's, language it yeah. is yeah it's, it's sort of like when words don't i actually so i'm a pastor okay. and i have said probably more often than not at funerals 
isn't it amazing how words can communicate something that we cannot with words? It's so true. So true. Well, thank Absolutely. you for jumping on our yeah, podcast man. here. Thanks, Thanks for having dude. me. Hey, do you play in town or anything like that? How can people find you? Um, so we, uh, my old band, we were called the Mad Deadly. That was the one I was talking about earlier. Yeah, um, I saw your, t- your, your sweater. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I wonder if that's music. That yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, man. Um, so uh, that band's no longer, but we still have stuff on uh, Spotify and Bandcamp and everything. Um, uh, I just started playing in a, it's like an Americana punk band. So, oh. Is there a banjo? Uh, there's no banjo yet, but it's, it's just a just a three piece. But uh, we're actually playing the Delta Soul Festival in Helena tomorrow. Oh, uh, cool! Sweet. Uh, get to open for Robbie Robertson from the band. Oh, wow! Nice. Yeah. It's gonna be, it's gonna be You're fun. local Broken here. Down. Have you ever seen We Few play? Have you ever seen We Few play? You probably get going. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta yeah, we'll keep talking about it. All right. <clears throat> so cool, I, man. Have, have fun at the thing. Thanks, That's Corey. Awesome. Yeah. So I know uh, some <laughs> local musicians. They're called We Few. They they don't play very often, but uh, it's Dallas, I forget his last name, and then uh, Jordan, and they play at the pubs here in town, and they're really good musicians. Man, cool. like Dallas has been uh, playing uh, blues type stuff. He'll put stuff on his Facebook and whatnot. But anyway, cool. We'll get back to the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, I know David has a burning question. Ask Rob. Mm-hmm. So. I don't actually. I was, you know, I was I was about when when Corey came in, he actually answered the latter part, which of, of your mm, second part mm-hmm. of your question, which was, you know, what does it mean to, or what does it, what does it do? What does to it you? do? Yeah, and it's it's catharsis. It really yeah. is. It's it's learning how to deal with your own emotions. It's so much cheaper than therapy. Right. You know, it's just being really brutally honest. How can I do this? I, I wrote a song, actually, that ended up on the new album, and um, it's called "I Don't Want to Be Woke." I just want to be awake, and it's mm. not it's not nearly as political as it may sound. Uh, it's totally about politics, though. I have such a disdain for politics because it it divides. <laughs> it does. You know, and I'm I don't care. The whole concept of a left wing and a right wing implies that there's one bird in mm-hmm. the middle. And it's like, so why should the bird suffer? Because the wings are arguing you know and that's fine that the the uh, i find myself more of a centrist yeah. uh, even libertarian libertarian you know yeah. than um than than following after either uh, narrative after every party and i think that it's especially in the last few years with all that's come it's been ever, so angsty in that uh it's just that 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 to me was a way to say this is what i think about the subject and i wanted it outside of me right and it was nice to have it have it outside you know mm. i love that you post things that are i wouldn't say political in nature they deal with taking the bs of politics and getting to the heart of of reality i was actually driving here thinking about that like what would happen if this country dealt with things in a positive way where people actually connect and come together on what they can do rather than play into sort of the industry built up around the divisiveness mm. of in-camp and out-camp fighting between the parties. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I definitely think that, you know, I have a friend who is in politics, and, and I've watched him climb the ladder, and I'm like, so what if you learn, you know? And he's just <laughs> like, he's like, I learned that people really are, are very fake, you know, very, yeah. very disingenuous, and that they will, you know, offer you things to, if you will side with them, and it's a, it's a game. Yeah. And I thought, that's what I thought. I just want to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can confirm. It's it good to hear from someone that knows. From someone honest enough to still be able to tell me that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about this latest album you have. So The Adventures of Indie Boy. Uh, I was telling I was telling Bev earlier about how the Folkster I, re- I released in 2018, and it just felt like we were at a time uh, as a people that – I kept watching fear and anxiety come into people's feeds, yeah. like you know, different kinds of fear, and some of that was fed by the the media, and some of it was just, you know, you're alive and people, fear. Like, how many times in the Bible does God say, "Don't be afraid"? Fear right. not, fear not, yeah. be thou not afraid. Over and over and over again. And why is because He knew that we were going to default to fear. Yeah. And a lot of people say the opposite of love is fear, you know, mm-hmm. and that perfect love cast out that fear. So, to me, I think. Um, 2018, the folkster wanted to be a um, sort of a persona of mine. The folkster, a little more folky, a little more easygoing, a little more lackadaisical in some things, but also really big heart, really. I wanted to nurture people and maybe even 
minister to them through music right. in that. And so I just gave that that all to love. And then Indie Boy is another uh, figment of my imagination, persona, however you want to say. And he is like the 16-year-old inside of myself that just wants to have fun. Yeah. Death by Panda. Yeah. And, uh, you know, songs like... Uh, woke, but I want to be... I don't want to be woke. woke I just want to be, be awake. awake. Yeah, yeah. It's a way of, like, not taking yourself too seriously. Right. I love that, yeah. Absolutely. Really cool. and, and allowing myself to um, not be tied down to... To anything, I think that's what's beautiful. I've got an, another character in my mind called Black Stripe, and and he is going to be a, a lot more, uh, more, more critical, more concise, you know. And this is just the different. I don't know if if you guys are like silently like, oh, he's schizophrenic. You know? No, no, no. It's a musical no, like schizophrenia, it. though. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's there's a part of me that is the folkster and and just wants everybody to get along. There's a part of me that's Black Stripe. It's like some things are right, some things are wrong. I'm just gonna you know, and if you don't like what's if you don't like it, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't change. I, I'm so impressed with your avenue for expression of this stuff. Because I think a lot of people just bottle it up or they don't say it or they don't, worse, they don't recognize it. And yeah. the fact that you have the ability to both self-reflect and express that <laughs> through music. Yeah, through a method that people love is just fan-frickin-tastic. I'm just so thankful people listen, honestly. Yeah. I mean, when I see on Spotify, uh, you know, you get the result. Not yeah. Results, but How many people listen stats. monthly or whatever? Oh, the yeah. metrics. We call them the metrics. metrics. Thank oh, you. the metrics. Yeah, the, the analysis <laughs> of my compendium. Of see what music. you need to have. Anyway, I go to sleep seeing spreadsheets in my mind. <laughs> Forget hey, these hey, sheep. hey, don't make fun of us. Don't Some of us enjoy us. this. Anyway, tell, tell me more, Rob. Well, just looking at the analytics, you're like, oh my goodness, there are people in uh, Beijing or v- Vietnam and uh, Germany who are listening to my music. Right on. And I don't know who they are. <laughs> and I love that. So you see these numbers and... It, first of all, I'm just honored anybody would take the time to listen. It really is because you don't have to. You can listen to anything in this mm-hmm. world, and there's tons and tons and tons of options. You know, it's not like when I when I grew up, there were three channels on TV. Yeah, yeah. you know, like that's and they all, shut off at and, midnight, and, yeah. and two of them were fuzzy because you know the antennas and stuff. So to think that people are taking time out of their day and listening, that it's an honor to me. That's awesome. These yeah. folks are probably left clickers. They're, they're left, probably no, they're left clickers. You know, yeah. Yeah. So what is the next six months in? Six months look like for you. The next year looks like. For What's you? your five to ten year plan? I just need to know your <laughs> short term and mid term. I don't need to. David, know you're gracious. I'm, I'm sorry. I make fun of you too much, Rick. <laughs> Whatever. I like spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's uh, you know I've learned after the pandemic. I was I was telling Bev earlier that the 2020 was going to be fantastic. I had some um, some festivals reach out to me nice. and they were ones I wanted to play for a long time and they were reaching out to me I was like this is wow. going to be amazing it's going to be a great year and March 12th <sighs> oh, came no. and I mean it was hard as an independent musician as an entrepreneur um, I'm looking at it from okay I just got five calls and in that five calls I've lost $5,000 <gasps> you know and that was just the first day and yeah. then the next day came oh, and no. it hit over and over again so my plan for 2020 so when you say what is your plan I'm like oh <laughs> I mean I'm learning to be flexible I, ideally I, mean, I, just had a, I just had a gig canceled tonight you know yeah. for example yeah, so I wasn't true. expecting that but that's part of being a uh, you know of independent musician is that right. you're you're going to come on those times where you go and <laughs> this one show down in Hot Springs one time. This is back when I first started out. And Was I that at the craft cellar? I, didn't, I, didn't for, I don't forget. I didn't forget this. I'm not going to mention any names. Uh, I don't want to mention the names of the place. But uh, but yeah, man. Like these guys, I, I called because I was just about to go, and it was like a sixteen hundred dollar weekend, and yeah. that was before tips. So I was like, this is going to be great. You know, I'm going to call down and see what time I need to load in. And they're like all down there, and they're like, oh, band's already here. What are you talking about? What? Uh, I'm like, oh, what, what are you I talking about? No. Yeah, I'm the band. I'm, so I'm just going to call see what time sound check is. And like, well, who'd you book with? He's like, well, uh, I'm like, book with this guy who called himself Boogie. He's like, well, Boogie's a drunk. Oh, my God. <laughs> this, this was so long ago. I'm sure Boogie's dead. So, <laughs> Boogie's a drunk. Boogie's not with us anymore. But yeah, Boogie's a drunk. And he's like, yeah, we already got a band tonight, so I'm sorry. You know, I mean, there's $1,600. Boom. Wow. Gone. Gone. Yeah. So, That's so unprofessional. You right? can't even go out and so celebrate with a Robin bottle I, of whiskey. He's just going to sit yeah. there. I just well, sit there with my water and cry. One thing Rob and I were talking about is how, you know, similar to being a musician as well as us as a podcast host, you know, in terms of the relationship with wherever you go do a gig, you have a spectrum of either they love you, they realize you're bringing people that would never come to their establishment and you're kind of talking about their name and all this stuff of like that, and you're promoting yourself. 
Or you have the other end where it's like, you're a stray dog. <laughs> and it sucks because it almost sounds like there's times where it's like you're more of a stray dog or forgotten completely. Yeah. Or, like when you're when you're waiting in a, uh, in a in a restaurant or a restaurant or a bar or wherever you're playing. Yeah. And... Uh, and they 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 refuse to turn off the music that's playing. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh you know, yeah. and it's like so you want me to play over, over the, music the music that's that you're already playing? playing. Oh, and they're man. like, well, it's connected to the inside. So if we turn it off outside, they won't be able to hear it inside. I'm like, well, open a window. I'm freaking yeah. here. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Unplug oh, from the back funny. of the speakers out here. That's all you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna have to have a whole other episode of like funny stories. Oh, from, uh, I, I guess so. <laughs> stories from the road. I've, I've got an ending stories. question. Okay. Are we let, done? Let me. Pre- well, I don't know. It's we can so keep much going, fun, man. We keep going. So, uh, I, you know, I, we won't talk a lot about this, but I have kind of come up with a demo album, and it's nowhere near it needs to be. But anyway, yeah. Part of me learning how to play music has been trying to learn from other people that have been doing it for a while, and uh, some people are like, you know, you just kind of start off with a chord structure, and then you build from there. Other people are like, it kind of magically happens. And then other people are like, you pick a theme. and this. I'm sure there's so many different ways that people write music. But I want to focus in on that reality of music really is pointing to something that's very real. And that as humans, people connect to it, no matter what their inclination is. Like whether they like hip hop, rap, you know, metal, folk, whatever. Have there been times when you write music where songs just come together and you realize this wasn't me times where things just click or you realize maybe you know playing live music with a crowd where something happens and you're like there's something else happening here that i don't i can't say that i'm really manufacturing it or i've played the song hundreds of times and this response has never happened Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, well, you know, I think uh, I think that we're created. You know, I, I think that you know God is a creator, and it's not a surprise if we're made in His image that we're also, you know, co-creators. And I feel like whenever we're writing, you know, God's given us the music and and all the notes and all the you know microtones, as as Corey was saying earlier. You know, we got all that, and now it's it's uh, it's it's our job. We it's a, it's our playground, and we get to put it all together. We get to add to it. We get to take away from it. Um, but yeah, there's something, and I think that's also why it can be so cathartic, mm. is that we we can we can roll through our uh, our issues and our problems, and because that universality, I think that's a word of yeah. language, <laughs> is is uh, more that I think right hands use that too. Uh, <laughs> I, we don't I, discriminate. I, uh, I think that that's in there. Um, it, it's almost like it was meant to be our um, our therapy. Yeah, you know, it's almost because I mean. I, I lost uh, our, our our puppy dog, and I'm like uh, I'd lose, but she died violently in front of me. You know, oh. in the car. Yeah, it was terrible. Oh. So, um, but oh. the thing is, all right, is like of all the things that made me feel better. Eventually, the thing that made me feel better is I got to listen, listen to a song that meant a lot to me, and uh, and I was just thought it, I feel this release coming off of me. I feel that um, that the the pain subsiding. Mm. So, and I think that that's. That's just a beautiful gift. Now, as far as what was your question about? I, I'm really just trying to hit at the mystery of music. Of music, well, it, it's it's weird because you know we say that I like beauty is in the eye of the beholder, but what I found is that things are beautiful as they are. They have meaning as they are, and usually it's that I'm not really paying attention to it as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, with music, there are songs you can listen to several times but it's not until something either in your life is happening or you pay attention to the words or the way the music hits you it has this profound meaning right this profound way of resonating with who you are what you're experiencing right. that i don't think we could find language for it but to acknowledge that it exists yeah. is is I'm fascinated with trying to find language for it. Is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, I think maybe that's that, that's the part that's going to remain a mystery because right. it's it's so uh, it's it's beyond words. I think Paul Simon uh, said something once. He said uh, sometimes not even music can substitute for tears. Mm. You know, that's one of his lyrics. Mm. And uh, I think that that's the thing is it, it, it sometimes a human emotion is it, so fragile. The things that that mm. bind us together. The things that. Uh, uh, that that part of being human means to 
to to experience this life and i think music is like that that's salve that that brings <laughs> that, that takes the pain away it brings joy i think music is so important think about this like we play music before weddings mm-hmm. yeah you know we play music before a church service we play music uh specific kinds of music before a uh football game mm-hmm. you know we play music and all these things it's like mu- music paves the way mm. you know and so it's it's the connector for sure right? i'll try not to launch to the trap of my mind i'm thinking you know which is why it's so important parents listen to me <laughs> raise your children on good music you know <laughs> one of my favorite stories of my daughter whenever she was just a little girl uh, we were in the middle of a, a, an apartment st- department store somewhere and, and she tugged on my my coat and she's like daddy is that Harry Belafonte? And I'm like, <laughs> behold, this is my child. And I am winning. And I'm giving out lessons on how to be the awesomest parent in the world. Of course, you understand. I will charge mightily for this. Bring me your children. I will. But I mean, honestly, the, the, the thing is that if our... If it does lead the way, what does that mean? Like the the, the, the I walked into a, a bar the other day. I was about to play, and they had the pre music on, mm-hmm. and it was F word, N word, B word, oh. and that's all it was. I'm not kidding. It was just yeah. legitimately over and over again. And I thought to myself, if music paves the way, what are they trying? What road are they leading yeah. to? What are they trying to go? And I would just really encourage everybody who's a parent introduce your kids to every genre of music but make sure it's good music yeah you know there's great music in every genre every single genre but um, don't be don't keep it in a box how do you mm. feel about auto-tuning Rob <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really really well widely used <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's this sort is- of like the Wilhelm scream in the 90s and early aughts or whatever like <laughs> my wife gets mad because I point out I'm like it's the Wilhelm she's like yes we know yes. we know <laughs> auto-tune I don't think I think our kids are not going to grow up knowing no difference anymore. It's a how it's supposed to be, right? Yeah. <laughs> it takes talent to sing the right notes. I, actually, I've found, have you ever played, like, have you ever sang to, what was it, rock band or whatever, where you have to sing? Oh, and then you have to actually I hit find the notes. My, yeah, my memory is like hitting different notes. And I'm like, you're harmonizing. I thought I knew this. <laughs> you were I harmonizing. suck at this. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. All right, Rob, it's been great yeah, having you out here. You we appreciate it. Tell thank us how we can see you, follow you, be you, whatever we can do. Absolutely. Tell us, I, give us your plug. I would be honored if you guys would follow me on the socials, uh, especially the musical socials, and uh, put me on a playlist if you mm-hmm. like you know, anything other than Death by Panda. <laughs> <laughs> and if you just like Death by Panda, welcome to the Panda Panda. Welcome <laughs> Welcome to the cult. <laughs> no, uh, it's a, uh, it's, it really is. I appreciate you guys. My website, sgandrob.com, and Rob has two Bs, sometimes three, but the third one's silent. <laughs> Thank you guys for letting me be a part of today. Yeah, really it's appreciate it. fun. Super fun. Awesome. awesome. Come check out uh, Brood and Barley, B-R-O-O-D. Delicious. When I first heard this, I thought it meant brood as in you're, you've brewed something, but yeah. it's like brood. How do you define that word? What's brood? Ah. Broody, like me. Yeah, broody. Broody. Pensive. When I listen to dark music, yes, I get the, broody. The beer here is great. The alt beer was great. The hazy beer was great. The, you know. What, what about your beers? Were you I having had, them? What was the one I had? The you dark had the Trapel. I had the dark one. The Trapel does not taste like a Trapel. But the, um, you had the rye as well. The rye was good. That was really good. Yes. And the and haze then, was yeah. good. So. Check out this place. The food's great. The beer's great. It's a good place. Company's uh, great. Yep. Amen, it's good. brother. So, flighty thoughts, meaningful conversations over a flight of beer. Pew, pew, pew.